friends, we are coming to you from the loveliest church in a small town, and I am here with my dear friend Ruth from Words to Inspire, and I am with Shine On, and we are just so excited to be together. Shine On with Words to Inspire together again. Wow, and to our friends who are listening today, we hope and pray that you are going to glean from What Did Jesus Say? We are in our series, and we hope you're enjoying it. We hope you tune in every single time that a new episode comes on. And Cindy, I think we've got a great time planned today. Oh, today is just so much on my heart, Ruth, because honestly, I have lived it and lived it and lived it and sometimes need a hammer over my head for God to say, are you not learning from my word yet? (laughs) And so what Cindy is referring to, my friends, is the passage we're going to look at today from Luke 10, 38 to 42. But we're going to read that text in just a minute, Cindy. But right now, what did Jesus say? He said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. He said a little bit more, but let's just start with that. And now let's get that in context. Okay. <laughs> We're starting with Luke 10, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Wow, what a beautiful passage of scripture and so much learning in this this text. Uh, I'm very curious Cindy, to what your thoughts are with with uh, Ma- Martha being out in the kitchen or out in the little back room getting the preparations. Cindy, a beautiful guest has come. There were things to be done. Well, it's interesting, isn't it, Ruth? Because how many of us are always very, very frantic trying to get things ready mm-hmm. when we're, we're having guests? And I can't help but think back to a time maybe a couple years ago um, Obviously, I had no hands and feet, and I, I had friends coming for lunch, and I had this grand idea. Don't you love grand ideas? They're the ideas that you think of, of, your, of on your own, but you don't necessarily think them out, which I'm really good at doing, I have to say. <laughs> I had this grand idea. I had just brought in some beets from the garden, so it must have been summer, and I was going to shred them and make brownies out of beets. I mean, really, how healthy does that sound? But stop for one moment and think about what it would look like for a woman with no hands to try to shred beets and make brownies and bake them. This is something that would take the average person, right, Ruth? Like, how long would that take you? Maybe half an hour? Beets are hard anyway. (laughs) So let's just say maybe two hours into it. I had a kitchen that looked like there had been a bloody massacre. There was beet juice everywhere. I'm talking on the cupboards, on my white counters, beet juice everywhere. People are coming over to visit, and I'm looking at myself thinking, what have I done? I mean, that's what happens, isn't it? That's what happens when we sit in a space where we've we've strived so much to make such a great impression, (laughs) and we want those people to love everything we've done for them because we love them and we're trying to serve them. But we, well, I go a little overboard sometimes. (laughs) And so there I was, the beats came out, 
The brownies came out. They honestly did not taste anywhere. I thought any way I thought they would. But in that process, there was that one moment where Jesus met me. And isn't it funny as women, how often Jesus can meet us in the kitchen? <laughs> I mean, that's where we spend a lot of our time, isn't it? Yeah. And he came and met me in the kitchen. And as I was striving and striving to make this perfect meal, I heard, Martha, Martha, what are you doing? Cindy, Cindy, what are you doing? <laughs> well, exactly, Cindy, but exactly. Is that work not important? Was Jesus saying that what Martha was doing wasn't important? Absolutely not. What he was saying that is that we need to strive to spend time with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we can do that. Don't you believe, Ruth, that he can meet us mm -hmm. everywhere we are? Mm -hmm. But it takes intentionality to meet him in those moments of striving and in those moments in the kitchen, cooking, cleaning, doing the dishes. Why do we have to be alone? We can be with him when we do them. In the passage that you read, Cindy, there's a key word, a, a very key word, and it's distracted. Mm. And that was one of the things that I wanted to share today with you was that our first problem is often being distracted. Mm -hmm. Being distracted from the presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And um, Hebrews uh, 12 verse 2 is a beautiful, beautiful picture of what we can do to make sure that we don't get distracted. And that's Hebrews 12 verse 2. And it reads, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God the Father. The passage from Hebrews chapter 12, and uh, verse 2 is the key one, but I'm going to go back a little bit because we're encouraged to throw off everything that hinders. <laughs> so we've got this cloak of things that hinder us, like distractions, and we are to literally throw them off, so that in verse 2, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And I believe that's what Mary was doing. She was fixing her eyes on Jesus. She got Hebrews before it was written. She was sitting at the feet of Christ. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's just such a beautiful picture that we need to cling to, don't we, mm -hmm, Ruth? Like mm -hmm. just cling to the idea of whatever it means in our everyday lives, we need to be intentional about sitting at the feet of Christ, whether it's taking the distractions and turning them off, whether it's doing it in the middle of something that we are required to do, serving, helping, we need to make sure we're sitting at the feet of Christ. And what I love about sitting at his feet is that's really when I hear his, his will and his voice the most. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's really good to look at this as a priority mm -hmm. picture. Uh, it's not that Martha did not have things to do at all. But she had anxiety. So the next verse we're going to look at is in 1 Peter uh, chapter 5. Beautiful, beautiful 
section of scripture for these days. Is anybody anxious today? Are you feeling anxious, friends, about everything going on in the world, everything that's happening around you? Well, what better place to turn than God's word to find out what he says about feeling anxious? First Peter 5 and 7. Say it again. First Peter 5 verse 7. And it reads, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Now, I think it would be really good to just read verse 6 as well, because it reads, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Oh, Ruth, let's unpack that. That is so full of, of beautiful gems. Let's unpack that. So the beginning... Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's, cast all your anxiety on him. Why, friends? Why do you cast your anxiety on him? Not because you're trying to offload it, but because, well, you are kind of, but because he cares for you. He cares for you. He cares for you. He said, I can take your yoke. It is light. Your burdens are heavy. I will take them from you. I care for you. And what does it take, Ruth, for us to cast things at the feet of Christ? Well, you know, I was thinking about that verse, and I love that verse because if there are any fishermen or fishermen's wives in the audience, that casting actually oh, has yes. a picture of, you know, you roll up the uh, mm -hmm. the reel and set your rod and your, your line, and then you pull that rod back and you let go and you Throw it as far away from yourself out into the deep. And that picture is such a wonderful picture of casting our anxieties. So the picture here in 1 Peter 5, 7 is a picture of literally throwing your anxieties as far away as you can. But you know what's interesting, Ruth, is when we have that anxiety and someone tells us to cast it away, for me... There's a part of me that wants to hold on to uh, it. And I don't know if that's pride. Do you think that's pride? Or if it's just, it's too uncomfortable. I feel like I can do it myself. I'm self-sufficient. Well, we're not, we're not called to be self-sufficient. And yet there's that moment where when, when we have to release something, we have that little instinct to grasp onto it. Well, there's security in that, you know, it, thinking that we can do something about our anxieties. But I love that this picture of Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus, she really does not care what anybody thinks about her. And there's a problem that many of us have. And you know that Ruth takes great humility. You mentioned earlier... Um, Verse 6, preceding verse 7, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Friends, it takes great humility to cast our anxieties on him, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. And also, it takes that independence away from us, because when we're holding on to these anxieties that we can't do anything about, mostly anyway, when we hold on to them, there's a sense that we are in control. Yes. That we can We like that. <laughs> we love control. And yet we're called to cast our anxieties. And, and when we look at this story, this scene, Martha's work was great. It was important. 
It was just as important as Mary's. Yeah. But the priority was not right in Martha's life. You see, honestly, if Martha had come in and sat down, and I think of myself so often, <laughs> if I just take the time to sit down at Jesus' feet yeah. and get his rest, you were talking about rest, and uh, we'll look at that first in a couple of minutes. Coming there and then having the strength of having been in his presence to go and then do the tasks without that anxious spirit. Wow, Ruth. This is just such a rich piece of scripture. I am so excited that we have the chance to unpack it together, friends. What can we say to our friends today who are feeling that anxiety, who are feeling um, the stress of Martha and who are hearing that Martha, 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 but we don't know what to do with it? Friends, what are we going to do today? Let's cast. Let's cast together. Cast our anxieties on him. Absolutely. And at the feet of Jesus, be strengthened in his presence. This actually takes us all the way back to our very first podcast, Loving the Lord Your God. What did Jesus say? Love the Lord your God with <sighs> all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And we unpacked that back in the first episode. If you want to go back and listen of what did Jesus say. And what does it take to get through those moments? It takes loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's hard. Let's face it, that's hard. But when yeah. we can persevere through, wow. So actually, there are three kind of takeaways from this podcast today. First of all, the distractions of our lives right now are many. You know, we've been in a year of anxiety, not being with family, mm -hmm. not being with friends, being concerned over germs. The being, media is blasting us. Yes, with a fear that, um, that of the things that we are able to do. These things are distracting us. And let's not forget that we still have regular trials and tribulations that we're enduring on top of all of this. More distractions, Cindy, that have grieved me, and I know we've talked about this, but the disunity yes, between, the between believers thinking that we have to have the answer to everything that's going on. What do you think about that? That distraction that's going on around us right now. You know, God calls, Jesus calls the church to unity. He calls us to be unified. And the enemy right now is working so hard and trying to, to break that bond of unity, to come in and scrape through it. And we know he's done that for years as the church, but he's really, really trying right now. Whether it, He's even trying that in your family. He's done that with your family for years. Now he's trying it with the church to divide us on whether we all believe one thing about this pandemic or another. And we really have to stand strong as brothers and sisters in Christ, don't we, Ruth? Yes. And say, yes. it's okay. It's okay that we may not agree. It's okay that, that we don't have the same opinion because what's really important is we're all in one family. And when you have a family, you make sure that you try your best to stay unified. Well, we're the family of God. Yeah. Yes. And so those distractions, there are the distractions of making enough money to make, make ends meet right now. That's a huge fact distraction. Mm -hmm. And it's and a very important one. It's not a little thing not to be able to provide for your family. So we've... We've talked about distractions, yep. anxiety. I just think it's good, though, to identify some of the distractions that we are facing. 
that in our culture, you know, do we want to even go to the grocery store? And if we go, do we have to wear a plastic mask? Do we have to wear a, a surgical mask? Do we have to do this? There are all kinds of things trying to destroy our joy. And we do not want, do not want our joy to be taken away from us. And listen, my friends, Jesus told us that he came to give us life and to give us life abundantly. But the verse before that says, the thief, the one that we're, is distracting us, yes. is coming to steal, to kill, kill and, and destroy. Destroy. Yes. destroy you mentally, destroy you physically, give you a fear that you are not going to make it. And so these distractions are not unlike the distractions that we read about in Martha, Martha, where she had to get things done that were more important than sitting at the feet of Jesus. The most important thing we can do right now, Cindy, is to know God's word. That's right. To That's know right. Jesus personally. And, you know, just as we take a look back upon this, I mean, really, friend, if you don't know Jesus and, and you don't know how to reach out to him, his words were, come to me, all you who are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest for your souls. And my friend, I just want to tell you, it's a simple little thing. You walked, you, you get on your knees and you just say, Lord, my life is yours. I believe in my heart that you died on the cross for my sins, no one else's, and you were raised from the dead and that you sit on the throne now. Wow. And the beautiful part that Jesus said to Martha was, Mary has chosen what is better, and it won't be taken away from her. And that <laughs> is an intentional rest. And I just want to say one more thing, Ruth, that when we look at Hebrews 4.10, there's a piece of scripture there that has been speaking to my striving very deeply. And in it, we hear, let us therefore strive to enter the rest. Friends, it's not easy. It's not going to be easy. We talked about this. The enemy's going to come and he's going to try to stop you from entering rest in Christ. But we need to strive not to make brownies <laughs> with beets in them to impress our friends, but to rest. Strive to rest, my friends. It, hope, it just sounds like a paradoxical sentence to strive to rest. Yes. But it does take effort. And I think that's the whole picture is that it does take effort to take time living as Mary in a Martha world is a great title of a yes. book, right? And we, we are in a very go, go, go world. However, we have been stopped in our tracks during 2020, 2021. And so some of the distractions <laughs> have been really ripped out from under They've us. They've been intense. <laughs> They've, They've been, been intense. intense. Yes. Yeah. Distractions have been removed. Distractions for us of speaking and yes. traveling. Mm -hmm. But there's been other distractions that enter in. As a homeschooling mom, I know that when you're at home all the time, oh, the enemy brings you so many distractions. <laughs> like the refrigerator? Yes. Oh, and it calls my name, especially if there's chocolate in it. But yes. So, so friends, let's all come together and be intentional about sitting at the feet of Christ. And the next time you're striving, and the next time we're striving, Ruth, Let's turn that striving to his feet, to sitting at his feet. Strive to rest. We can bring it full circle. We can bring this full circle and every day say, am I living as Mary or as Martha? And I hope that we're living as both. Powerful words. But choosing the best 
first and then letting all the doing flow out of that presence of Jesus experience. Oh, friends, what a wonderful way to start to say goodbye to you. Oh, friends, that was awesome. Thank you. That was great, Ruth. That's so true. Rest, friends. Let's rest together. Thanks for joining us here on Shine On with Words to Inspire. We are so excited to be together. See you later. Bye for now. Bye.